Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for joining in on the key conversation. It is your favorite host, Quana. We'll continue discussing the importance of caring for your mental health today. Um, the focus will be the importance, like the benefits of it for teen therapy. And thank you again, Ariana, for joining us. Can you please introduce yourself and share your area of expertise? Yes, ma'am. So my name is Ariana. I am a licensed master social worker. Um, I am currently kind of doing a dual thing where I am working in behavioral health as far as at a behavioral health facility where we treat people and populations, children as young as five up into adults, as well as just kind of doing a little bit of private practice work with mainly teens and young women. Okay. I specifically do my private practice work with uh, teen girls because I feel that there is a very, very strong need yes. um, for teen girls. They, they need an outlet. Right, right. I agree with you. So we'll start off with the first question, just asking for you personally, why do you feel therapy is important, like in general? Therapy is very important because people just need a safe space. A lot of the times, you know, whether it's trying to address trauma or just daily frustration, mm-hmm. being able to find a way to kind of vent and get those things out so that way there isn't that buildup and then that blow up. Mm-hmm. So just giving people a space where they feel like, you know, they, they can vent, um, they can truly express themselves without being judged, but also kind of being able to think critically about things that are going on in life and allowing and helping people to kind of work out their own issues right? Um, by giving them a space to think about it, you know, out loud and yes. hear themselves and really kind of process what they're saying. Yes, and I, that's that's even better um, for teens because a lot of times they do feel like, you know, I can't go to my parents. So that leads into my next question. Mm-hmm. Since your focus is specifically on teen girls, how, what do you think is the benefit of therapy for teens in general? And I know your area of expertise is, is you know, for girls, but just in general. Um, for teenagers in general, therapy is very beneficial because I think it allows them – a space to process mm-hmm. a lot of times especially as teenagers you know even for us adults we know sometimes that we feel something so I might know that I'm mad I might know that you know I'm disappointed or whatever the case may be but I can't quite articulate why mm-hmm. but I know what I feel and giving them a space and an outlet to really process their emotions and the, and the backside of those emotions so I'm disappointed because Right. So rather than just lashing out and being angry or shutting down, no, let's go ahead and let's tap into what we're feeling and figure out why that is. So that way we can develop those coping skills and and those tools that we need to address it in a healthy way. Right. Rather than self-sabotaging things of that sort. So what are the maybe the top three areas you find teens struggle in the most? The top three areas that I would say teens struggle in the most, I would lump it all together um, and really say identity. And mm-hmm. I would break identity down into three areas um, as far as peer pressure, um, social media, and honestly, at this point, I'll go as far as saying sexuality. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's a very very different world right now, yeah. and it's really easy for you know teenagers kids to be influenced in general. Right. And, and now with the the I can be on my phone right now and just look on social media and feel like you know the person next to me. Oh my God, her life is perfect and. She has this and the third, and now I'm comparing and, yes. you know, peer pressure and that my friends are doing it, and it's not a big deal for them, so what's the problem? And, you know, with with as far as sexuality goes, there's such a broad spectrum now yes. with sexuality, yeah. and I feel like a lot of the things that our kids were once seeing as normal is not considered normal anymore. Right. So right. then trying to find their new normal in a world that is different now. Right. So as if, if a parent is not sure, right, if they're if they should get their teen therapy, what are some signs parents are guardians, you know, because sometimes you're not a parent, you just, you know, kind of take on the responsibility of a parent and you're just a guardian. What should they look for um, if they're not really sure that teen that therapy therapy is needed for their teens or if it would even be beneficial? Honestly, I would say that if like a parent or guardian has any sort of concerns or issues or think that their child might need therapy, but they're not sure if there's any doubt in your mind or if you have any sort of inkling that your child might, I would strongly recommend just going for it. Mm. Therapy is not a thing that can ever help at all. I mean, I'm sorry, it can never hurt at all as far as, hindering them Mm -hmm. or you know being a a space where it's not beneficial I've I've never met a client at all that said like you know I never I I wish I would have never done therapy it didn't do anything for me Mm -hmm. you always get something out of it so for that parent for that guardian you know that space of if you're not sure if you feel like whatever it is that you're doing the forms of support that you have aren't being beneficial for your child try it. What's right. the worst that can happen? Exactly. You know? I agree with that. So now we're in therapy. We've decided you want to go to therapy. Um, how often do they normally attend? How do you set up the counseling sessions and all of that? It all just depends on the reasoning mm-hmm. um, for their admission. So, you know, as far as planning and scheduling and coordinating, you know, how often they're seen. If it's something very heavy as far as like trauma Mm -hmm. um, or suicidal ideation or they're just in a really dark space, I like to be sure that we're seeing at least once a week, Mm -hmm. even if it's just for a check-in, right? I tell my clients all the time that life doesn't have to be happening for you to have a session. Right, right. Sometimes the best way to go ahead and maintain, you know, emotional wellness is to maintain these sessions, to have these check-ins, to have that space where if everything's good, I can I can say everything's good and process that right now everything's okay. I, I have a space where I can come and break down and do whatever it is I need to do to get that out. Right. Um, if everything's fine and life is going great and it's rainbows and butterflies, maybe every two to three weeks okay. for a session, um, but I really, especially with my teenagers, I really kind of fix my schedule just depending on 
how they see and how they feel they need sessions mm -hmm. along with, uh, you know, their parents. So if my, my teenager is saying like, ah, every two to three weeks is fine. Okay, we'll check in with parents. Every two to three weeks, okay with you? As long as everybody's on the same page, we're good. Right. But yeah, I would imagine that maybe on the first couple of meetings, you're setting up goals. How does that work? Do you do you listen and then determine what goals you think they should set up? Or do you work with the team to determine those goals? Um, Both. So when we have that first initial session, I give them the floor to, you know, introduce themselves, tell me why they think that they're here for therapy. Um, and then one of my follow-up questions towards the end, you know, after we kind of got a feel of each other is, so what are some goals that you have for yourself? Based on what you told me as far as why you're here, what do you want to get out of this? Um, I'm a firm believer and I tell, you know, my clients all the time in our first session is that this is your therapy. We do whatever it is that you want to do. So depending on what you want to get out of this, that determines how much work you're going to put in it. Mm -hmm. if, if you're trying to reach milestones and reach goals and, and trying to do things and better yourself, we're going to have to put in some work. So what is it that you want to get out of it? And then from there, I help them kind of tailor those goals that they express in a way that makes sense um, clinically and that's able to help them, you know, reach a space that is stable and productive and positive for them. And do you get with the parents as well? Like if you, do you speak with the parents and they help, they kind of share their concerns with you or do you just strictly leave it at um, the teen just sharing what they want to get out of therapy with you? To be honest, when it comes to parent involvement, I will involve my parents from the initial session as far as just confidentiality. Mm -hmm. Confidentiality, especially with teenagers, is very, very important because, again, we want them to feel like they have a safe space to express themselves, but we also need them to understand that there are levels to this confidentiality, right? Mm -hmm. So I am a firm believer in this is your space, this is your opportunity to say what it is that you have to say, however, but you know, this is something that I feel is detrimental or it's important to bring, you know, mom, dad, whoever in. We'll have that discussion first, but I will let you know that I'm doing that. Okay. Um, as far as parent concerns, I have an open door policy um, for both my clients and my parents. You know, they have my contact information where if there are any sort of concerns at all um, or if they have any questions or you know, sometimes things change in between sessions. So I have parents call me and say, we need to get a session sooner because she's lost her mind. And you know what? Sometimes <laughs> that does happen. <laughs> so, so let's talk about it. You know, they, they give me a little bit of background on what's going on. We'll schedule something sooner. I never tell my clients that I've had that conversation just because, you know, as a teenager, you, you hate to hear that your mama called and she was talking about you. It, it's a whole thing. Right. But I do go on about expressing, you know, so we, we had a senior session, then we anticipated, like, what's been going on? Tell me what's up, you know, and giving right. them that space. So we're all involved as mm -hmm. far as a village and a form of support for the client. However, but it's a little bit different in the dynamic. It's not really just kind of all out there mm -hmm. just because I want to maintain that level of trust with my client right and that would make sense you know if they know that you're going mm -hmm. back repeating everything to the parent 
it probably wouldn't feel as comfortable sharing it with you. So that makes perfect sense. Exactly, exactly. No, I always tell them when it comes to these sessions, you know, it's Vegas rules. Mm -hmm. What happens in our sessions stays in our sessions as long as it's not something that, you know, as long as you're not saying you want to go hurt yourself, hurt anybody else, as long as you're not out here losing your mind, we're good. Right. And it makes the parents feel comfortable. And it makes the parents mm-hmm. feel comfortable, too, knowing that if there is something that you feel like is, you know, they may harm themselves or something that you would come to them. So I think that's a that's a oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. But and I asked that question because we were talking about goals. Right. And I was like, OK, so how mm-hmm. do we keep them on track? Or do you partner with the parents to keep them on track? How do you ensure that those you know, that they're on track to meeting those goals. But, um, we, of course, you don't want to make it feel like homework and don't want the parents, like, staying right. on them. But I'm interested to know how do you keep track of those goals that you set with them? Well, to be honest with you, I give them homework. Mm-hmm. Like, for all my clients across the board, for okay. my teenagers and for my adults, um, I give them all homework. And it's never, like you said, it's never, like, homework, homework. Um, but they are tools and skills and exercises and things that we may discuss that I say, okay, well, based on our conversation that we had today, you know, going forward, you have the opportunity. I need you to start journaling more. Mm-hmm. I'm saying you say you were journaling every now and then, but no, I need us to start exercising and doing journaling every day. Let's make that a daily exercise that we're putting into and just small things because it's those small adjustments that we make in our life that actually make the big changes. Um, and you know, I've even had parents at times text me and say, I need, I need a family session. You know, I, I understand this is her session, but we need to have discussion as well. Okay. And you know, letting parents know at that point too, that here are the things that we've been working on, here are the things that we've been discussing. Um, and again, it's not to tell them everything and then put the client's business out there, but it is to say, you know, we, we have been talking about journaling. We have been working on mindfulness. We have been working on meditation. Like, are these things that you're noticing at home? And having those conversations and kind of discussing the goals that way okay. to help maintain, you know, that emotional wellness. And based off of your experience with, um, you know, these these sessions you're having with teens, what advice would you give parents? What type of support um, do they need from parents to kind of navigate through through life, period, in general? Ooh, as far as support for our teens, um, I would say that this is a very, very different time that we are in right now and that our children have to experience. Um, Their experience of life is very, very different than our experience of life, right? They're... (laughs) what they're going through now as far as middle school, high school, finding themselves, identity, friends, it's extremely different now. Mm -hmm. So for parents, guardians, support systems, patience. We have to have patience. We have to because there are a lot of things that we don't understand because we didn't experience it. And it's very easy to compare our experience coming up to our children because we just think, you know, well, when I was your age, it was whatever, whatever. But that's, that's not true. We right. didn't have social media in this capacity. We didn't have, you know, the level of peer pressure that there is now. We mm-hmm. didn't have the same access to, to drugs and to all these negative influences. Like, we didn't have 
as many issues with identity and sexuality. We didn't. So when it comes to our children, it's very easy to say like, well, that doesn't make sense or that's dumb or because we don't understand it. Right, right. So having patience, you know, with our kids as they try to navigate through this thing called life. Um, And also open communication. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's very easy to say open communication. However, but we, we all know that there are some things that our kids will tell us that we like cringe at. Or, like, we know, like, mm, that's kind of off limits. I really don't want to talk about it. Right, But right. if we want our children to have good communication, if we want them to have a level of emotional wellness, if we want to be that safe space for them, we have to be able to be that safe space for them. So as much as I might not want to hear it or I might not understand it, I have to take that time to listen. Right. And even if it's, okay, I'm listening to you and I'm hearing what you're saying, give me a second to process and digest it and then let me come back. That's okay. Right. But at least they know that you're listening, right? And you're hearing them, not just putting, you know, our opinions and how we feel into things and kind of disregarding their feelings. That's what I hear a lot is that, you know, my teenagers feel like parents just don't understand, which that's nothing new. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with them that in this particular day and time, we don't. We don't. We do not understand what, what this dynamic is for them on a daily basis. Yeah, because it's so different. Like you said, I mean, social media, I mean, everything is just way mm-hmm. different. Um, even the entertainment mm-hmm. for them is different. It's Ooh. like... <laughs> it's yeah. like you want to look at YouTube. You want to sit and watch a video of somebody. Like it's it's all different. So yeah. I I can agree with you. Um, patience. I think it was a good response because you have to have patience in order to sit and listen to their reasons behind the things that they do. So mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yes, and and let's be clear. There's a difference between having patience and you know, being a form of support and being a fool. Now, I'm not saying be a fool for your kids. Right. <laughs> don't do that. Don't play with me. However, and but, you know, there there is a line of I, I have to be understanding. I have to take that breath. You know, in, in order for me to expect communication out of you, in order for me to expect um, some sort of self-discipline out of you, I have to show that. As a parent, I Absolutely. have to know that. So I I can't be one to just get mad and blow up or, or shut you down or, you know, belittle you or kind of downplay what you feel. I can't because those are your emotions, those are your feelings. I can't invalidate how you feel. I That's not even an option that I have if I want a healthy relationship with you. Mm-hmm. However, there is a way that we address things that don't make sense because at the end of the day, they're still teenagers. Right. Some stuff just don't make sense. <laughs> there is that part too. But there is a way that, you know, we, we communicate that and address that healthy. So that way they feel understood, they feel heard, but they also know like, mm, my mama's not no fool either. Right. So, yeah. Now I know mm-hmm. they're, they have counselors in school, but I don't think they're utilized. Um, it's not required, you know, do you feel like maybe they need to promote it a little more? Maybe make it requirement maybe you need to come and visit your counselor every you know a couple of months or every once a month or something what are your thoughts around that honestly I would love that I I would love it and I and I completely agree with you you know 
we always had some sort of counselor, quote unquote, at school. Um, but honestly, you know, when you think back to your days in school, when did you ever really go to your counselor? Right. When, when did you ever talk to your counselor? It was more of for classes, right? That's who helped you with your classes and figuring out what you need to take. And they, it wasn't on a, a mental health level. And that's because, you know, even 10, 12 years ago, mental health wasn't what it is now. So with that being said, you know, it would be great to be able to have, like, actual clinicians mm -hmm. in these schools that are, are doing therapy sessions and counseling. And, and, and it doesn't have to be anything deep. It doesn't. Again, sometimes check-ins. Sometimes mm -hmm. just a, hey, how are you doing? And I agree. How's it going? Yeah, like a check-in, a monthly check-in or something, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I think we will learn a lot about what an individual is going through you know what 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 they're needing right in these schools mm -hmm. um at that age you know at the teen age i think that it would be yeah. way more beneficial if it was promoted a little more now we did touch on like it a was. parent not really understanding or being sure on if their teen needs therapy but um before we go, I want to ask you if there's a teen out there that wants therapy but isn't sure how to present it to their parents, what do you think would be the best approach? And also, if you have any literature or anything that's that would be beneficial to a teen that's listening to us today, you could share that as well. As far as, because the, the truth of the matter is, again, mental health today is, is very different than it was 10 years ago, mm -hmm. right? So a lot of the time when people are just now coming around to therapy, let's mm -hmm. put it like that. It, right. It's just now kind of becoming a thing. So a lot of people that don't understand it, there is that judgment of, you know, therapy is for crazy people and you don't mm -hmm. need therapy. There's nothing wrong with you. Um, and, you know, for that baby that, that feels that they need somebody to talk to, as uncomfortable as it might be, as scary as it might be, um, you have to be your own biggest advocate. No one is going to advocate for you like you will for yourself. No one is going to love you the way you will love yourself. No one's going to support you the way you support yourself. So when it comes to spaces and times, you know, if someone feels that they need therapy, they need to talk to somebody, my support system doesn't have to understand what it is and why I need it for it to be beneficial for me. You have to advocate for yourself. Hey, mom. Hey, dad. Hey, whoever. I'm not feeling like the best version of myself right now. I'm feeling like I might need a little extra support. You know, I love you. I'm grateful for everything that you've done for me. But I feel like for me, I, I need a little extra support right now. I need an outlet. I need someone else to talk to. And I have yet to meet a parent who again, has said therapy was not beneficial for their child. Even if they didn't get it, even if they didn't believe in it, even if initially they were skeptical, by the end, it's always, there is a difference. There is a positive change with that child. Nice. So that's good. I would, I would definitely, you know, encourage these teenagers to advocate for yourself. If you feel like you need it, if, it's, if you feel like it'll be beneficial, even if you're just not sure and you just want to try it because, why not? Right. Go for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? And as far as literature goes, 
I'm be honest with you, the teenagers that I have, everybody might be different, but the teenagers I have, they don't like to read. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they don't like to read. They want to watch like a three-minute video. Send me a three-minute video. That's it. <laughs> they say, you know, just put in a YouTube video or a TED Talk, like, what you got? And that's it. So I, I tell them more rather than, than reading, I encourage them to express themselves. So rather than kind of kind of taking things in outside of our sessions, you know, during our sessions is when they, they take the information in and we talk and we process and we learn. But outside of the session, how do you go about expressing yourself, mm-hmm. right? So journaling, meditation, um, taking walks, that self-care. I truly encourage that sort of behavior and those exercises because mm-hmm. what it does is it allows them to grow and learn about themselves in that way. Yes. And even when they're journaling, you know, they can look back in three months' time and see how much they've grown in comparison to that, that day where they had that journal entry. And you'd be amazed how much growth can happen in such a short amount of time. Yes, and I'm a journaler as an adult. I absolutely love it. It's a great outlet. And like you said, you can go back and you can kind of, read and see your journey and how you've grown so i love that idea well you i'm so so glad that we finally got a chance to you know chat about this in detail you shared some really really good information and i always thank my audience for joining in on the conversation my goal is that the information that we share is beneficial to anyone listening and this one specifically any future decisions you may need to make with on for you or your family as far as you know joining some therapy sessions hopefully this information has helped until next time remember to make all of your conversations count send them positive energy out to everyone hope you all have a wonderful day